0: Well, hello there, church family. Here we find ourselves on another Tuesday, and it's time for our, our devotional uh, for May 26th of 2020. And I've entitled it, The God of Comfort. But before we actually take a look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses three and four, let's just open up in a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day, and we thank you for the privilege of being your sons and daughters. And as we take a look at the fact that you are our God of comfort, Uh, In a a time, in a day and age where uh, comfort can seem as though it's escaping us, uh, we are glad of the fact that you are our God of comfort. Uh, And may as we uh, learn a little bit more about the fact that uh, you do comfort us, that there is an actual uh, added blessing uh, of actually forwarding that comfort to other people. And so may you be honored and blessed by our study, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's read our text. It says in verse 3 of of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So let's take a look at that first phrase there that Paul put pens here. He says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now we know as believers in in Jesus Christ and and God, the Father being our Father and the Holy Spirit that indwells us, that it is always good for us to express our gratitude and our adoration of God uh, throughout the entire day to pause and just thank God for his wonderful watch care over us, for the way in which he He supplies our needs, for the way in which he continues to show his love and his grace and his mercy in our lives every day. But you'll notice here that this thankfulness is uh, directed not only toward God, who is our Father, Uh, which is uh, a good revelation to us, that he is is there to to watch over us, but also the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're speaking uh, to uh, the Father as part of the Godhead, as as far as Jesus uh, too in the Godhead, that he is our Lord Jesus Christ. So not just Savior, but Lord. I like what Spurgeon says here in relation to Paul, um, as he uh, takes a look at these uh, couple of verses. He says, here was a man who never knew but what he might be dead the next day. For his enemies were many and cruel and mighty, and yet he spent a great part of his time in praising and blessing God. So what what Spurgeon is saying here is is that here's Paul, and we know that he was a man who ended up finding himself in many situations where he was treated cruelly. The people that had power over him were able to inflict him in some way shape or form Uh, the fact that he was was stoned and that he received lashes and that he was shipwrecked and all those things and here you notice that Paul is taking time amongst all of that to say blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and that's what we should do not only when we find ourselves in a situation where we're being mistreated or uh, abused or ridiculed for our faith in Jesus Christ, but all the time, to bless the the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We notice that it also talks about our Father being the Father of mercies. And Paul has a very intimate knowledge of the God who is merciful to him. Uh, not only in salvation, but watching over him and, and bringing him through and giving him the strength and the, the wherewithal to continue to bear up under all of that cruelty, uh, underneath all of that affliction that he found himself facing, all for the, the sake of the Gospel and for his love for the Lord Jesus Christ, but the fact that, that God was merciful to him. Uh, and we should never forget the mercy of God, even in our own lives. And the thing is, is that here he says the father of mercies, not only is, is Paul here referring to the fact that God is the source of all mercy, but he is also a merciful God. And I think that's an important distinction for us to make, because it's one thing for God to be the source of mercy, but also God is, is you know, a, a God who is merciful, uh, one of his, his attributes. And so he is merciful towards all that he has made. The text goes on to say um, God of all comfort who comforts us in all our affliction well the Greek word uh, paraklesis is the word comfort here and it communicates the idea of one person standing alongside another for the purpose of encouraging and support um, for someone that is a friend uh, and this same Greek word root word uh, if you if you caught it when I said it paraklesis uh, also describes the Holy Spirit. We we talk about him being our paraclete, uh, the one who is the, the the God who strengthens us and guides us through life, to, to be the one that was gonna be left in place once Christ returned to heaven in his rightful spot uh, as uh, the, the one uh, on the throne. And you'll notice that it says uh, that he's the God of all comfort, who comforts us in what? All our affliction so it's no matter what it is no matter how great it is God comforts us in all of our affliction there's there's nothing left out there isn't going to be an affliction you're going to experience that God is not going to be the God of all comfort who is going to comfort you uh, in what you're facing what you're dealing with everything that you're bearing up under Uh, and uh, the word comforts in there is also in the present active, uh, you know, voice, meaning that it is a constant and unshakable comfort, and for us facing everything that we do every day, even though we may not be ridiculed as believers in Jesus Christ in our country, there are things that we face each and every day, and we find ourselves even in our nation facing uh, an unseemable giant, as it were, in this COVID virus, uh, and so. We need to understand, we need to embrace, we need to, to, uh, you know, personalize the fact that God is going to give us a comfort that is constant. So it's not going to be something that's going to be, you know, a shot in the arm. This is going to be constant and it's going to be unshakable because the God who is comfort cannot be shaken. And therefore, he keeps us from being unshaken when we uh, rest in his comfort. The verse finishes out by saying, so that, so because everything else that we've said so far is true, that we should bless God, our Father, who is the Father of mercies, uh, who is the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our afflictions, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Now, this is an interesting uh, application here in relation to this, because You know, Paul could have stopped and just said, uh, who comforts us in all of our affliction. But there's a reason why God comforts us in all of our afflictions. So that we may be able to comfort someone else who is in an affliction. So God-given comfort ministers to the one receiving, because we receive God's comfort, but it also is paid forward to be received by others. Isn't it great how God utilizes the the body of Christ and and believers to encourage one another to realize that as God gives to us, he is going to use us and give us the blessing of passing that forward on to somebody else for them to be comforted as well. So in other words, we're stewards of the comfort that God has given to us. And as I thought about all of this, it brought another um, scripture to mind. And with this, I close. Um, Galatians chapter six, verses nine and 10. It says, and let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are the household of faith. So in us doing good to one another, may that application be for us to enjoy the comfort that God has given to us in our affliction, but also doing the same good that God has done to us in comforting us to comfort somebody else, and especially to those that are of the household of faith. So in other words, you know, it's a joy to be able to do this to brothers and sisters in Christ, to, to pay forward the comfort that God has given us, to comfort others, but also too, God can give us the ability to comfort those who have no comfort. And I think that I've seen a lot of this happen, even in relation to uh, us you know, standing as a body of believers as a church here at Ellington, amidst this time of, of separation, uh, and as a, an opportunity to reach into the community and be a blessing to others, comforting them as they are in the middle of this affliction, uh, whether it be actually having the virus, or the affliction of being out of work, or the affliction of, you know, uh, having the, uh, you know, feeling oppressed in relation to everything that's going on. Uh, But we have the blessing to comfort those as God has comforted us. Let's bow for a closing word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this text, Lord. We thank you uh, that we can bless you uh, as our Heavenly Father. Uh, We can bless you uh, and your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, that we have the ability as uh, those who are children of of you uh, to experience the mercies that you show to us each and every day. Uh, but also to enjoy the comfort that you can bring into our lives, no matter what the affliction may be. And that you give us the privilege of being able to to uh, share that comfort uh, and to, to, to give that comfort forward to someone else that may be in need of it. And Lord, may you give us those opportunities and may you help us to see those opportunities and seize them. And we do pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you, church family, and have an awesome Tuesday.